Hi friends, thank you so much for joining me, Melanie of Melanie's Alchemy Tarot for another episode of the podcast. Um, The lovely Addie Lepore joins me today. She is on Instagram at a little pivot. Please follow her. We have a really great talk about astrology stuff and how you can use it to understand more about how you communicate around hurt feelings, really. Um, But we dive into all kinds of other stuff. We talk about her career as um, a health coach, one that she is kind of beginning anew in, which is very exciting. And we talk about all kinds of fun stuff. So thank you for joining. Please enjoy the podcast. And until next time, be well. I'm so glad we figured all of that out. (laughs) Me too. It literally happens every single time. It's like, hmm, is it going to work? But yeah, yeah, and I will, by the time people are listening to this, they will have listened to an intro, which addresses who you are. Okay. um, Yeah. How are you today? I'm, I'm good. It's a... cool-ish day here in New York on the first day of fall. I know. I was like, oh, I love how auspicious it is, I think, that we're doing this on the fall equinox. It's yes. a good it's a good energy shift. It's a Absolutely. good Yeah. I was just looking at the news before I started and I was like, Ooh. that's not a good place to go for positivity. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, terrible idea. So this is much better. Absolutely. Yeah. So I like everything we have planned to talk about. We're going to talk about some astrology stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about your life in the world of health coaching. Yes. my, My new burgeoning career. Yes. I love it. And so it's integrate integrative health coaching, correct? Yes. It's the, I go, I am attending the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Um, so I guess that basically would, it's like holistic health and wellness coaching. You know, there's, there's so many different ways to kind of qualify it and quantify it. And mm-hmm. it's also that basically anybody can be like, I'm a health coach. Ta-da. And this is sort of a way to to put some parameters and boundaries around that and actually learn something. So mm-hmm. yeah. No, and it's it's cool. And it probably is malleable in that you can sort of choose what aspects of you know, you can sort of make up your own holistic yes. inventory. Yes. I'm yeah. kind of learning everything. And then we'll sort of to, you know, narrow out through there, hopefully, because definitely there's moments where I'm like, Ooh, I'll do that. And I'll do that. And this can be part of my thing. And this will be part of it. And I'm like, that's too many things. I can't do that. (laughs) But you know what? Enthusiasm is so much better than feeling uninspired about it. So you can always, you know, Yeah. yeah, you can always take things off the list. It's much harder when you're like, I don't have anything to put on the list. That's kind of where I'm at in my life. I get it. No. <laughs> trust me, I'm being very positive right now. Most days I'm like, F it. 
there's no jobs. What am I going to do with this? Who's going to need health coaching? We can't even afford to like do anything. No one has a job. So, but I feel like we need health coaching now more than ever before. So I think you're, I think you're onto yeah. something. I think you're I just worry that we need free health coaching. Yes. <laughs> True. Well, maybe we can manifest something around this. Um, Let's hope. <laughs> right. Um, and maybe, I don't know, is astrology something that people include in integrative, holistic health coaching? I mean, I suppose you probably could if you wanted to. I don't see why not. And like, you know, looking at a sort of bigger picture you know, six month, one year, few year plan. You know, I've had conversations with um, some like-minded slash astrology interested friends or friend here in the city who would love to like start a space where she could do astrology stuff and bring in people who know about crystals and know about sound baths and know about whatever you know, is of interest to us and hopefully start it kind of like in an online capacity. And I would be kind of like the health and wellness, the grounding aspect to it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that sort of idea. Um, I love that. Yeah. But I definitely think that astrology can be, you know, looped into it. If, if that's the route that we so choose to take with it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the more I've studied astrology and gone deeper into it, the the kind of stranger it is at how accurate, not even in, as a predictive tool, but accurate it can be just in a way to explain and understand like present circumstances. Um, yes. Because there's the the crazy like Mars retrograde and Aries that everyone is sort of up in arms about or talking about right, right now. And I was thinking about this before this started. I was thinking about where Aries falls in your birth chart. And I believe it's in your third house because you're Capricorn rising, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so basically the idea is that like Mars is happy in Aries because that's its home sign. But right. now that it's retrograde, you know, we can be experiencing stagnancy mm-hmm. or um, just sort of delays conflict in those areas. And what's really interesting is that, um, Aries is my 12th house. Okay. And that's sort of like your mental health and unseen enemies and, um, institutions, but like negative institutions, like prisons. It's, it's basically the worst house of all the houses. <laughs> and, so, and it's so fascinating because I really am kind of struggling with some mental health stuff right now and working on figuring it out. And so it's just very interesting how it can really kind of point things out. And so your third, the third house is about, I think siblings fall into that. It's about, it's like how you communicate. So if you were say like a writer doing a writing project that falls in there. And then it also involves like neighborhood travel. So kind of getting around, but not on the scale of like traveling internationally or even by plane. It's kind of more like walking to the grocery store or that type of thing. So, um, 
Yeah, it's it's just interesting to yeah, absolutely evaluate where what's happening. And then of course I always I always have all the astrology apps and the, and then sometimes it's very easy to get like overloaded with information and then be like right I'm overwhelmed. Well, and I was just going to say that that like I feel like, you know, especially here in the US where everybody's like you're either like super extra about stuff or you're like, no, I don't do that. Like, ugh. like I judge it. And it's uh-huh. like, you don't have to know. Like, I don't know every single one of my houses verbatim. I can't spit them back at you, but I have a keen interest in it. And I'm not ashamed of that. But it took right. me a while to get there because I feel like people are either like, you better know how to like read me my chart and like, tell me immediately everything you know about every single sign about (laughs) or you need to stand there and be like no I don't I don't believe in astrology it's bullshit like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can be interested in something and not be like a expert with a PhD in it absolutely no you are 1000% right and that is a very good point. Like curiosity should be celebrated and encouraged. Yeah. yeah. But there is just, it's just, everything is so polarized, even right. exactly as you said, even just a desire to show enthusiasm for something without knowing it completely. Yeah. Right. I know. It's like you're, you're shamed for not knowing enough or you have to just disregard it all. Right. Well, well, it's because the coolest kid in the room around here doesn't care. Right. You know? Right. So if, if you care, you're not cool, even though we're in our late 30s. I know. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like we really should have outgrown this by now. Um, no one does. No one does. Well, welcome to the podcast that doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> I've really been embracing my deep dorky nature. Um, so and maybe that's what this podcast is about. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> take you it. Know, I saw something that said, "If your astrologer is not a giant nerd, you have the wrong astrologer." Yes, dude, like, and it is accurate. Yeah. I love- that's a great one. I, as a person who has had more paid for more astrology natal chart readings than I would care to admit to, I can 100% attest to um, the correctness in that statement. Absolutely. And again, nerd doesn't have to mean, you know, that saved by the bell, like Steve Urkel, my pants come up to my boobs, although my pants do come up to my boobs. Like, you know, that that's kind the look of, now, though. Right, yeah. It totally yeah. Is. <laughs> that like did I do that total vibe it just means that you like are super passionate and like nerdy about what you're doing you're into it you care exactly mm-hmm. and we're supporting caring exactly yeah no it's it's so true and and like yeah, anytime anything gets popularized, there's always people be- who have been doing it forever become embittered. But I, I have seen, I think that the um, astrology community, the actual real deeply involved astrologers who are, you know, the ones who have poured over books for hours and hours and hours, they actually seem to be um, 
at least the ones that I listen to, like I love the astrology podcast and it is very long and it is very kind of dorky and in-depth, but it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, And they all actually seem to be very excited that there's kind of an insurgence of interest in the community because um, for a period of time, it sort of seemed like astrologers were just kind of dying off because there was no interest, but even just in the, don't you think it's just been maybe even in the last five years, Yes, I think. And that is where like, I actually kind of think things like, like social media, because I don't think and specifically because it's what I use with Instagram. I think things like astrology at, and it's sort of like counterparts are, were able to get a boost because all of a sudden all of these people had a platform where they mm-hmm. can just do their stuff and, you know, it would show up in your explore page. It would show up on all these things, which that didn't happen on Facebook. You know, right. it doesn't happen on Twitter, but it also definitely doesn't happen before social media existed. Absolutely. No, that's a very good point too. Completely. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, so you had a really good idea on that note of, yeah for something for us to talk about. And I think you explained it as, you know, is there just like there are the love languages, are there hurt languages, which I thought was a genius thing to come up with. Right. And there was not a ton of information. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, but, but I like it. And it's such a, and, yeah. and so we were going to discuss it in the context of the kind of different the different zodiac signs slash yes. the elements that they fall under, but really just in general, it would be mm-hmm. great if some um, brilliant psychologist could write a book about this because yeah, I think it's helpful. just, yeah, I think, I think we need it, but I also think it's incredibly complex and layered. It's like, it's always like that though. Right. It's the, oh, it's yeah. the love languages. It's like, so we'll, so for people who don't know what the five love languages are, is there five? I think it's five. There's five. There might be more now, but originally there were five. Mm-hmm. And it's acts of service, mm-hmm. words of affirmation, gift yep. giving. Mm-hmm. So, Is there like a physical touch one? There's definitely physical touch. Um, I can feel like I can like look it up quickly. Yeah. And, and anyway, people get the drift though. So that, yeah. that's that I think we named four. So, that, so that's the idea behind the love languages. And, bas- and basically there's a quiz you can take to determine what your love language is. And really the most helpful thing is to kind of find out what your partner's love language is so that you can try to air quotes, communicate with them. Quality time is the fifth. Ah, yeah. Perfect. So yeah. And most people get like it's they when you take the quiz, you're Mm -hmm. like the most of one. And then it's like, you know, your 70% words of affirmation, your I can't do math, but like you're 12% 12% acts of mm-hmm. like if, if my, if memory serves. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that sounds good. I know. Well, and I'm always like, I think I'm all the, I, I like all those things. Well, and I think I've taken it at different times mm. and I've, I've switched, I've changed. Um, like I definitely tend to like stay in the world of words of affirmation and acts of service being up in my number ones, but it's, it's changed. Which is mm-hmm. 
It has evolved as we all evolve. Yeah. And get older. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, so yeah, we broke, we decided to um, discuss slash look into, and this was your idea. I give you full yes. credit and it was a great idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, it really is. Um, and so we, we decided to do the elements. So I took air signs and water signs, I think, because you are a water sign and I'm a fire sign. So we decided to like go opposite yes. in that. Cause then, you know, we can speak to you. We can share our personal experiences. Um, <laughs> so right. would you like to start and then we can just kind of go back and forth? Yes. And because the internet is amazing, my notes are pulling up on my computer and I act like I didn't know that this would happen. Like, I love it. It's I so can use a computer and a phone at the same time. <laughs> and they talk to each other. I mean, that really is a delightful right. surprise. It's amazing when technology w goes above and beyond. Yeah. I think the thing that I found that was interesting and also sort of the most I guess that I didn't think was going to be that thing, but that's also coming from the lens. You know, I'm a cancer. Mm -hmm. I am little miss emotional pants. Obviously <laughs> I wear my, I wear my tears on my face. Um, where they belong, where they belong. Now granted, yeah. not to make this all about me, but this is, you know, I spent a little while thinking that I was a cancer son a Capricorn rising and a um, cancer moon. That mm. was like my, my story for a few years. Interesting. Um, but you're an Aquarius moon, right? But I'm an Aquarius moon. And so like separate of, of this little project, you know, as like Aquariuses are weird. Mm -hmm. Everything is very like, oh, you know, they don't show their emotion. They don't have emotion. People never know. Like people are always like, do you even feel things? Da, 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 da. So, you know, I've been sort of grappling with that personally, but I do still feel like my cancerishness really takes the, it takes the lead when we're, when I'm having a, an emotional moment, which in the past six months of COVID has been every day. <laughs> um, Same. Sometimes not. Sometimes I think that Aquarius does jump in there and is like, let's just avoid the shit out of this. Let's just shut it down and we're not going to deal with it today. Right. Like, yeah, because there's yeah. that element of like reservation because Saturn is a ruler, is one of the rulers of um, Aquarius. And so is Uranus. And so Aqu while Aquariuses can be kind of very um, eccentric and zany, they also are so can be... Um, a little rigid and like taskmasters. And that's the side of Aquarians that like most people don't talk right. about, but it's very much there. And so for sure, yeah, you kind of have, and that's another interesting thing is that, you know, water and air are not complementary elements in astrology. It's um, air and fire kind of go together, air quotes, and then earth yeah. and water do. So I can completely see where you would kind of, you know, where that would create kind of conflicting energy sometimes. Yeah. And you do, you kind of, I think we do have to compartmentalize just to survive sometimes. Sure. But I definitely feel now that I know the Aquarius part, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And mm -hmm. I feel much more Aquarian than I do Capricorn most of the time. Like, yeah, of my top three, 
I, I'm definitely more of a like Cancer Aquarius than I am a Cancer Capricorn. That I, I would agree with you. I see that yeah. about you as well, 100%. I know the, the rising signs are interesting because it's how we supposedly look to the outside world. And so I always wonder if other, I think other people see our rising sign more than we can really um, identify with it personally, right? Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, what what is a hurt language or um, a reactive kind of go-to for fire signs or earth signs, whichever you want to begin with. So what I found that was interesting, which is why I also went off on that tangent, which is what I I found was interesting for earth and fire is that the reason I brought up cancer is being so like, I'm sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that the, the earth and the fire, they feel it. And they like let you know it in sort of very watery ways. Mm. But we don't mm-hmm. expect like obviously I think fire, you would expect it to be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it's a lot like I'm looking at like the example for Taurus. And it's like, you know, though they're brutally honest, they're gonna seek revenge, they're gonna, you know, they're secretly emotional. Like I'd be reading, reading the the words for Scorpio. Absolutely, for sure. They those you know. two and the and those two are opposite each other. Um, so it also makes sense that they have some shared attributes, right? So it's just a lot of like it's like they're doing all the all the things that the water sign would do performatively. Mm-hmm. The, the earth and the air, or the fire and the air, fire and the earth, whoever, whoever I'm doing. <laughs> fire and earth, fire and earth, you got fire it. And earth, fire and earth. Um, <laughs> they're like, they're having that emotion and it seems like earth is acting on it. Gent- like uh, Leo will like lash out, but then, mm-hmm. like, like Sagittarius isn't going to show it, but they're like dying inside. And then they will like blow up at you. So they do very fiery things. Mm-hmm. But they get like no, they get sort of no, res- like no respect for it. I feel like in some ways. Interesting. Interesting. Right. No, that makes total sense. And I found the same thing when I was looking into the air signs specifically. It was like two were very similar. And then the third, one wasn't and so I guess you know obviously individuals are infinitely more complex than even just breaking all the signs up but um but no that makes that makes complete sense and it's also interesting how it almost mimics the element itself right like fire is what fire does kind of explosive kind of fire or combust or kind of holds it back and then is combustible. So, um, that's interesting. And so earth signs were more like, were earth signs kind of more like even keeled, but straightforward or kind of withheld. 
kind of hold or they hold it back. Withheld, it's a little more like blaming themselves. Um, mm-hmm. and not shockingly, like it's a little more like, and I'm done with you. This is mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, like boundary setting, cut you off, no more, you know, like the emotion is still there. And like, this is like, you know, my little cancerian self is always arguing with, with people. Cause I'm like, I'm like, you're still upset. Not talking to the person anymore. Like, right. Right. Your brain is still upset. Your, your, your soul is still upset. You just threw out their shit. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I do. And, and that one of the things that was interesting that I found really interesting was when I was looking at the water signs, it, it's, um, kind of exactly what you said, but not, but not, it's like, yeah, it's, it wasn't an instant expression of the emotions. It was actually that the water signs tend to sort of go inward and feel their feelings and, um, kind of analyze their feelings and then talk about it and sort of then express themselves as opposed to being like, I'm upset waterworks or, you know, but, but again, but again, it's all situational. And, and um, it was like that. And then there's always like one sign that's a little bit different. Yeah. Or like one is like the like more intense version of the other. Exactly. Yeah. And, and with like, say the air signs, because air signs are so communicative. um, It was really like, not that they were kind of more reactive. I think especially Gemini, it was like, they're going to kind of immediately tell you what they think and kind of talk it out and have kind of a verbal. um, I think Aquarians were supposed to be the ones that like, were the real debaters. And then Geminis would just kind of want to talk about it immediately. But then Libras were kind of the ones that were more reserved or would shut down and would avoid conflict at all costs. Um, But it didn't really talk about, it didn't really go into their emotions at all. So I almost feel like air signs are like the least um, emotional, which makes sense because they're so cerebral. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm looking at this like, this one thing that just really broke everybody down very interestingly. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I realized I wasn't on water signs, but it, it keeps talking about how like the water signs are kind of like, which is interesting with water, but I see there's a metaphor there. Like they're mm-hmm. like, they tend to be like forever changed by a trauma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Libra, which is not shocking because it's a scale, you know, they, they're angry, but they still love the person. So they're just kind of like trying to get back to their, their mm-hmm. balance, um, you know, their emotions versus their, their logic. Um, uh, yeah. You know, As, the Aquarius yeah. is unpredictable. Yeah. So, you know, which you know, as a, as a part Aquarius, that makes sense. Right. And <laughs> no, completely. And as a Libra moon, and I have a stellium in Libra, I have four planet, no, five, four planets all kind of smushed together in Libra, including my moon. So yes, that like yeah. constant battle of trying to 
find balance, see both sides and like analyze everything to death and like move, tip the scales, right? So yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, and, and the interesting thing with like going back to even just the linguistics of what we're saying is like having a heart language, like how we um, express our kind of pain, I guess, is it's just, you know, it hasn't been until very recently that like, you know, thank you, Brene Brown, that like vulnerability became something suddenly celebrated, you know, because mostly what I kind of envision for, you know, if there isn't an immediate emotional reaction, which does often get kind of pinned on water signs, you know, if you don't immediately react emotionally, most of us, I think, just shut down, you know, and oh, water yeah. signs included, you know, Shannon is a Scorpio and I've, and I have, um, a few other cancers in my life and I, I do notice that sometimes they tend to just shut down and it's almost, I think, you know, we just feel too much maybe, and then yeah. it all just goes inward, but we don't have a great vocabulary or, you know, you know, you buy a present to right. tell somebody you love them. Maybe we need to buy presents to tell people <laughs> that. <laughs> well, because you don't, you, you don't really need a present. Right. You want a, you want a, a totem, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the present person, it's, it's, I, it's rarely that they want like a pillow. Right. They want something that they can wear, you know, or they want you to purchase them a tattoo you know mm -hmm. they want something that is like permanent or because like it proves that you're not going anywhere mm -hmm. it's an you investment know? yeah yes yes right exactly um I get what you're saying it's it's what it represents right yeah and and maybe if we had more ways to communicate pain and hurt Maybe if there were ways to do that in a more creative way, people would do so and not be so shut down. And Right. And I think it would be scary. Like, I think if, like, the five hurt languages were, like, words of vulnerability. Right. You know, lashing out physically. Like, <laughs> right. like oh, well, I, I don't do that. I would never, you know, right. like okay, we're not saying that you went and murdered someone. We're saying that like you feel better after punching the bag at the gym that, mm -hmm. like, you know, you feel better after having a big cry. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're not saying to like, go buy a gun. We're <laughs> saying to like, <laughs> absolutely. To yeah. You know, but yeah, we, we're, so we're afraid of, what the words like say about us because mm -hmm. then someone like might know like I mean I've definitely I've taken that quiz twice and I I post everything everywhere you don't see me posting my love language results on Facebook right. like hey guys guess what words of affirmation it up boom like you know I don't True. want to know right yeah no that's a good point it it's such a good point and it's interesting. Did you think about um, what your kind of language is, your hurt language or what your pattern is? I could say mine is definitely um, 
the the easiest way I have of expressing how I feel when I've been hurt is to like write someone a letter. Um, and not that I won't talk to them about it like verbally, but like that's my go-to to figure out and articulate how I feel and like how I want to express it is to write it out. And that makes sense since I'm a Libra yeah. moon. So, um, but also I can be very kind of like vindictive and angry and, you know, all of the like Leo qualities, but. Um, I think it, yeah. I think it depends on what level of hurt it is. Like if it's like a stupid, like immediate hurt, I, you know, I tend to cry first, mm-hmm. explain later, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Cause like I, I get hurt and it just bubbles up and that can often mollify the situation because I'm, then I'm crying and we have to deal with that mess, you know? So there's that. But then if I am like deeply hurt and I just don't know what to do, especially if I feel like abandoned or embarrassed Mm-hmm. Or, or just like, like shut out. I become, I become avoidant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And so I would say like my probably like, probably like my number one hurt language is avoidance, mm-hmm. whether it be in a very small way, whether it's, it's just like, Oh, I'm just going to like avoid this. It'll probably go away. And a lot of times it does like stuff. Isn't that big a deal. If you just don't like deal with it for a couple of days, it's like, whatever no one cares right if you don't fan the flame right yeah yeah and then in a bigger way you know I just avoid dealing with stuff I avoid the conversation I avoid you know have it like I will have big conversations we all know this but like only if they're gonna like end in like good things Mm-hmm. Gonna be like, oh mother of god that sucked just avoid that like, yeah like, yeah no <laughs> well and I think that that's the thing I think most of us are avoidant of yeah. a- unless there's real rage right it's like if it's yes. a rage driven thing but I almost think it's healthier like I envy almost the cry like immediate hurt some immediate crying because then it's just it's out in the open almost right and you're forced whether for better or worse to sort of talk about it process it and then maybe kind of move on faster and with less of that kind of time for it to grow into something else but I, I think um I like what you're saying about definitely pointing your attention away from all, you know, if I point my attention away from something that bothered, hurt me rather than fixating on it, there is definitely that option for it to maybe just dissolve. Right. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, unfortunately I definitely think that it's, it is both one of my best qualities and one of my worst qualities. Like, Right. You know, I can be very cancer dramatic. I can do all the like, but I think at the same time, I do wish at times that I would just say the thing I needed to say 
and not be like, well, it's been a week, so I should just leave it forever you know <laughs> yeah or, I get it or they, they'll probably come to me no no one's coming to me because of all this bullshit you know like right they're their Gemini stuff or their you know Libra balancing act like we're all just trying to like do our thing and <laughs> right there's so many things like playing into that yeah. And, and our attention is spread so thin, right? And right. some of us more than others. And so, well, yeah. And it's that whole like assumption thing where, you know, we have maybe like no idea that we've hurt someone else. And maybe the other person is kind of waiting for us to, you know, I think that's another another aspect and you're right it's always both things right our our most yeah. wonderful quality is usually also our most difficult um and that's yeah that's been like I don't know the last couple of years that's been probably my biggest lesson is just that everything is both things you know like a situation yeah. can be magical and beautiful and also incredibly unhealthy and it took me so long to like understand that and to be able and to like reconcile oh, yeah. that reality i don't know why it's a weird one well because we're we're taught and brought up that like you're going to sort of reach this point that is great mm -hmm. and it will be great and it like it will be lovely. And if it's not lovely and wonderful and you're not gushing about it, then you're doing it wrong. Right. And that like things are good or things are people are good or people are bad. And it's like, right. No, no we're all we're all both of those things. <laughs> yeah. It's like what the Buddha says. I think I think he says this. I say that the Buddha says this. <laughs> but you know, we are we are everything and we are nothing. Mm -hmm. Like it's just it, it is all of those things and you're never going to have everything working all great at the same time. I wish it would. It would be awesome. Yeah. Like your romantic life and your friend life and your work life and your money life and, you know, all things happening perfectly at the same time. But please find me that person that it's working that way for. Right. I don't know any of them. No. And, and I probably wouldn't like them. No, <laughs> no because it doesn't really yeah. exist. Right. Like, or it's, or not for long, but maybe, I don't know. You know, it's also all tangled up in that is our expectations. And, you know, I've learned a lot about expectation management around happiness as well. Um, but yeah, I like, I like, um, I like the idea of analyzing how we communicate pain and hurt. And I think that's something that I think somebody should write a book about it. I mean, you're the writer. So <laughs> I would there. Right. I like it. I like it. It's a good idea. I'll go get a psychology degree and then I can um I mean that's that's kind of my issue with it too, is where I'm like, I'm not gonna write the five hurt languages. Like I would get laughed off Instagram where I would write it. <laughs> what do you mean? We're total I, I think that we are completely um 
what's the word, educated in the right areas. We totally have the right degrees to be able to um, write a solid psychology book. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm literally sitting here being like, how do you even make those slides that are like, (laughs) Libra does this, Taurus does this. (laughs) Taurus be like what and it's like a picture of like a celebrity making the same face and then it's the next one for Gemini it's the next one for Cancer with like a slight variation because I'm like well that's what I would want to do for this like hurt conversation we'll just start an astrology meme account together first and see how that goes I like it right (laughs) yeah like my friend just started one she started a Bravo one and it's fun but I'm also like well that that's kind of a saturated market. So we'd have to figure out a different meme group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this could be a good goal for 2021. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm into it. Really? I'm going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this. Cause I've been feeling like I need a new creative project. Okay. Well then <laughs> you will help me to put together the slides for, for this, this little project. Cause we have to, when we we're gonna have to recap this in some way yes I love it I think we'll just keep building on it maybe people will send us their thoughts on yeah. Instagram um I'm Melanie's at Melanie's Alchemy and you do you want people to find you at a little pivot I think that makes the most sense because mm-hmm. that is sort of like my health and wellness stuff so and a little pivot Will you spell that for people just in case they're bad spellers? It's A-L-I-T-T-L-E-P-I-V-O-T. Cool. I love it. And that's where you will have your health coaching info as well if people want to do that. Yes. And I promise I'm not a little troll, even though currently I only have 134 followers and like 90 (laughs) posts. I'm building. I'm just learning. Yeah. Well, we all have to build and it's not, and it it is not an easy process. I mean, I've been working on my Instagram forever and basically I'm like, if anyone, I I can absolutely tell you how the, um, why did I just blank out on what it's called? The algorithm. I could definitely tell you what doesn't work for the algorithm because it's whatever I'm doing. (laughs) Whatever I'm doing doesn't work. So, no, that and you should be good. Um, should we do you want to do a little? Should we pull a tarot card for um, for us for the fall equinox and see? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll pull, let's pull, I'll pull two cards for you and two cards for me. How about that? Okay, I like it. I like. It. I just had the weirdest deja vu, and I don't know how that's even possible. Oh, never done a fall equinox podcast before. Deja vu is very weird. Have you? Is it something that you get a lot? I do, and I don't. But this is definitely like what false deja vu, like because like, never, you know it I've, never happened. Yeah. So unless I had like a weird non dream about it, like I know I've never been on a podcast with you staring at my makeshift gym in my apartment and my laundry pile. I, I kind of got goosebumps when you mentioned the deja vu. I, I'm really fascinated by it and I had never gotten it until like the last year or two it was like the first time I've ever experienced it in my life. Yeah. And it is, it's a very, um, 
Yeah, it has like a kind of dreamlike quality to it. It's very bizarre. Yes. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel like I do have like, I feel like prophetic is a dramatic word, but I'm going to go with it. Like prophetic dreams where I'll be like, ooh, I definitely dreamed some element of like what is happening right now. And it's not like the second coming or something like that. It's usually something stupid, like sitting at this angle on my couch and seeing something like this. And I'm like, oh, I dreamed this. Cool. You know, it's interesting, though. I I've and that is usually what I hear about people with prophetic dreams. They say the same thing. You know, it's usually fairly mundane things. Um, And the other problem is that even if you did dream something, you know, that was really huge and dramatic, you couldn't pinpoint for certain that that was a prophetic dream. But I I find it, I really, I love um, hearing about people's dreams. Um, But there's another word for it too. And I can't think of it. And a different word from prophetic. It's like, but anyway, um, I do. Have you ever kept a dream journal? I haven't because I'm, I usually am able to like, I can wake myself up out of a bad dream, but I usually do go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. So then by the time it's the morning, I don't really remember that. Like, like I'll know I had a bad dream, but I won't remember like what it was. The detail. Yeah. It will exactly. Cause they're so fleeting. Um, I, you know what, this is going to be one of my, a fall resolution, if you will. Uh, I'm going to do a dream journal because I do it. I've never stuck to it. Um, and I've always wished that I had because I know people who have, or have heard of like, you know, listen to people on podcasts who have discussed, like they'll do it. Um, and if you do it all the time and you're really consistent with it and do it for long periods of time, I think they say that your memories, you remember your dreams better. And also that, um, you can almost encourage yourself to have more premeditated dreams. Yeah. Okay. And a good tip that someone um, mentioned once was to just use like the voice memo recorder on your phone to like, say you say you woke up from a nightmare that you could kind and then you don't have to turn the light on. I mean, it's weird if somebody is, you know, sleeping and you can't, and they're a light sleeper, then this wouldn't work. But if you're by yourself, you can just kind of, pick up your phone and leave yourself like some drowsy, weird voice memo. Got it. Okay, it. That makes sense. Well, I don't know. It could, it could be a fun hobby. You could do some dream journaling things. So <laughs> if you need some weird hobbies, I'm always into woo related ho- ho- hobbies. Love a good woo ho- hobby. Yeah. Calling it a woo holiday. I know. I kept wanting to say holiday as well. It was weird. We've got the ultimate yeah. woo holiday coming up with, um, Halloween around the corner, COVID Halloween. Right. Well, canceled Halloween. Yeah. So I pulled two cards for you and they're very interesting. Both of them are major arcana cards. And funnily enough, you got, so for the past, I kind of pulled Mm -hmm. two cards, um, kind of one being past one being present, um, present slash future, because I feel like the present is the future. Um, but the, yeah. the first one that you got kind of representing the past is the chariot card, which is actually um, the cancer card. So Ooh. that is very aligned and it's reversed. So that's always the internalization of the card in my readings. Um, 
that's how I do reversals as opposed to reading them as opposites. And some people don't even acknowledge reversals at all. So it sort of just depends on the reader. But, you know, the chariot card is very much about kind of being driven by destiny or fate, if you will, down a certain path. Like, so having experience, and perhaps this was, this could be relating to you deciding to do the course on integrative health coaching, you know, or, or perhaps something else, but whatever it is, it's very, and it could be something that really has occurred more internally inside of you than something that has manifested externally yet. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's a nice energy to leave behind or just to kind of ruminate on and be like, Hmm, what, what movement have I really experienced? And a lot, of, it's usually movement that you don't have control over. Like in the Rider weight deck, it shows um, a figure kind of on a chariot, but it gives the the artwork kind of the scene gives the illusion that, or leads you to believe that they're not really steering. Like they don't really have control of the chariot. They're kind of just being drug along. Um, so, so I like it. It definitely has that kind of, hand of fate vibe to it nice so yes so you and then the other card you got for present slash future is the 13th major arcana which is the death card okay um but i love the death card it's actually one of my favorite cards yeah (laughs) because it never speaks to actual death and on this deck i'm using the wildwood tarot and they actually call it the journey which i think is cool and so it's really the rebirth card i think they need to rebrand the death card and just name it the rebirth card yeah um because the hanged man is the 12th major arcana and that one is really the scarier of the two and it's the kind of dying process the shedding process it's that like uncomfortable stuff is falling away and then the death card is really kind of the phoenix as it rises from the ashes vibe okay so i feel like this fall is really like you're kind of coming out of a period of like composting i've really been like using the word compost (laughs) in my readings a lot like you know it's almost like you have to just kind of throw in a lot of trashy food yeah compost for a while like whatever wasn't serving you anymore has kind of fallen away and is like now transformed into like new fertile ground yes i i would agree with that so yeah i really hope that it i mean i hope so i could use some especially career-wise um yeah some like guidance and just figuring out what the F is happening, both post COVID and just with, or I guess we're not post COVID, but in in this new COVID world. Yes, precisely. Exactly. Um, No, for sure. And I feel, I feel that for you. I definitely get that as the message and it really, as much as, as much as it would be so, in our minds, comforting to be super anchored into a career um, during this kind of crazy time of change. It really, I think, is more advantageous to be in the states that we are in, which is kind of in new beginnings or in kind of 
I mean, you kind of have, you definitely have a lot more direction, I think, than I do currently, but, but it's a new, but it's something new and you haven't fully formed it and you haven't fully, I don't think, um, no, realized I really, I really haven't. Yeah. And I really need to, so. but, but I think it's perfect. I think if you had, if you'd already, you would be, you would be redoing it anyway. Right. Because right. we're in this no, new absolutely. paradigm. So it really is though it's not, I don't think the most comforting place to be. It really is sort of the, the perfect place to be in because you're not having to throw away an old exactly. thing that was designed for an old world. Right. Very true. That's yes. what I'm telling myself anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, we can sort of go along with going along with what's happening as it happens and not trying to rework something that like, was either like maybe working really well and now it's like mm, fudge you know like that kind of thing so. right yeah it's like it's like a new horizon that's not trite at all um no. <laughs> but oh, I'm, one little bit no not at all but I um I'm really happy that you came on the podcast I really appreciate you joining me you're the first interview of season two um hey. Of this I mean, I'm thinking of all these new things we can talk about. I'm looking at my chakra book. I'm thinking about human design. Yeah. Well, we should do another one. Yes. And you can just maybe be a repeat guest and we can talk about your favorite guest. Yes. I would love that. <laughs> it would be amazing. Um, really, truly, because it's so much more fun to have somebody to talk to all of this stuff about. And, and I really do genuinely think that there is, um, a need for like holistic health coaching that does embody, you know, whether it's energy work, like you said, or crystal healing or, um, you know, the wisdom that astrology can kind of provide us as far as insight. I think, I think you're onto something there. I agree. And I have some ideas in relation to that that we can discuss at a later time. Perfect. I love it. Awesome. Okay. I love it. All right. Well, I guess let's sign off. And yeah, I love you tons. Thank you for doing this with me. I love you. And I'll be talking to you in like 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll talk to you very (laughs) soon in like, yeah, no time at all. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 All right. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Addie. She is the best. Addie, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Again, you can find her on Instagram at a little pivot. You can find me on Instagram at Melanie's Alchemy. I still offer um, personal tarot readings for clients. You can find more information about those on my website, melaniesalchemy.com. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Melanie's Alchemy Tarot, for the latest videos up there. I have a bunch of new ones for the fall equinox broken down into all of the separate signs. So those will hopefully bring you some good insight into whatever energy is swirling around you presently let's see what else 
yeah, that's about it. I have phone sessions available as well as written readings if you don't feel comfortable interacting. So something for everyone. Um, yeah, thank you again for being here and I will see you next week.